guys yeah. in the Vine Church in Wan Chai. We are so excited to see you. I'm Carla. And I'm Alison. Good morning, Carla. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, church, so sorry. We just had a few technical delays as we were getting set up today. Um, but shout out to our tech team, our production team. They've been doing a wonderful job. So if you want to leave some comments to give them some love, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're live now and we're glad that we're here at the Vine, but also with you in your homes right now. That's really awesome. It is. Yes. You know, we did this a couple of weeks ago, church everywhere, live in the auditorium, and we had such a great response that we were so encouraged. We want to ask you to send us some comments, give us some love, tell us where are you watching from. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, that's right. And we already, I see we already have about 150 people logged in right now. Um, so please do continue to join. If you haven't told your friends and your family yet, now's the chance to go and send them the link real quick so they can come and join us live right here. We're in Wan Chai, you're at home. It's going to be fun, right? Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We have what, what are we going to do? Lots of different things for us today. Um, so first we have um, um, a, a short video testimony about some of our community members. Um, just doing different things that God's laid on their heart at this time and some encouragement from mm -hmm. our community mm -hmm. about how God has continued to move in, the, in our lives, in our community, even in a difficult time such as this. And as always, we have uh, worship led by Promise, Jethro and Emma, a beautiful time of worship and singing songs together. And so get ready for that. And then um, a bit later on, Andrew, um, Jim, Jess and Ollie are going to come and share uh, on a panel discussion about um, some, you know, wrestling with faith. I know that's something I've been struggling with at this time. Just how do I remain faithful and have hope and faith in God, even as I'm going through a tough time such as this? So. That's right. And we would love to hear from you. So your questions are really important for us. So why don't you send us some questions now? What does it mean to be rooted in our faith at a time of such, you know, discouragement there's yeah, disruption that's right. all that's happening right now across the world send us your questions we'd love to hear from you we also have a lot going on this week in terms of zoom who loves zoom yeah Yay! still loving zoom right now i don't know how long that's going to last but right now we're still loving zoom yes we want to encourage you that this week we have our first ever church-wide prayer night where awesome. we are going to be zooming and praying at the same time so why don't you join us we'd love to see you you can find out how to do that just scan this QR code that you see on the screen right now or go to vinechurch.life and find out all about how you can join us for that Vine prayer night. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be amazing. We're going to even have live worship during that prayer night as well. So lots of different people joining. It's going to be a really fun time. Uh, yeah, so please send that link out to your friends and family as well. Uh, in the topic of prayer, um, we don't have to wait till the Zoom prayer night on Wednesday and today even if you would like to receive some prayer, if you'd like to pray with our pastoral team and our prayer team at 11.30 and at 3, there'll be people um, available for you um, over Zoom to pray with you. So all you have to do again is just scan the QR code that you see on your screens right now and um, someone will be there available to pray with you. I know the different people that I've prayed with um, in the past few weeks, it's been such an encouraging time even for the people that are praying. And so if you would like to receive prayer, um, I do encourage you, like I said, there's two time slots, 11.30 and at 3. Um, hope to see you then if you want to pray with us and for us to pray with you as well. And KVC yes. have been doing some amazing stuff these last few months. And that's not ended. That's happening again today as well, right? That's right. Um, it's a little bit um, later on in the day. It's at 11.30 because um, we're doing these services live. 
But yeah, shout out to our K4C team as well. And Nicole Eunice and the volunteers have been doing an amazing job keeping our kids um, entertained and uh, taught about the Bible and what God's doing in this time. So um, parents, you should have already received your um, links. If you haven't, um, um, we'll, we'll try and get those to you. But you should have already received those in your, in your emails. And also, because today is a special day, there's a special video going out. What, what is special about today? Let oh, me let me think. Oh, I know, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> so, happy Mother's Day, Carla. Thanks, Alison. Is your mum watching? My mum is watching. Woo! Hi, mum. Hi. Um, I think I, I invited my nana all the way in Oklahoma to watch as oh. well. So, hi, nana. If we you're have watching people from watching Oklahoma. from all over. We, we have, have Canada, Australia, Hong Kong, Wan Chai, Mei Fu, it says. Wow, lots of people tuning in from all over the place. And did you know that Carla is the only mum in the building today so extra special honor for Carla yeah she joins us <laughs> I'm feeling the love here I'm yes. feeling the love happy mother's day let's you know mothers you are so special why don't we pray for them yes let's do okay um would you join me church as we pray for our mums and you know what if you're there and you've got your mum near you or anyone that you you know that is close to you and that whether it's an auntie or somebody special in your life why don't you give them a hug and why don't you join us as we pray yeah, that'd be beautiful. I should say hi to um, my wife, Brittany, as well, her being a first, almost a mum, coming up soon as well. So hi. Hi, mums. Hi, old mums. We want to pray with you. So let's pray. Let's join me. So Jesus, we thank you for the gift of mothers, mm-hmm. birth mothers, adoptive mothers, grandmothers, spiritual mothers. Yeah. We thank you for the way that you've called these women to display who you are to the people in their lives. Father, I thank you for the love, for the warmth, for the guidance, for the wisdom, for the embrace. And Lord, I teach you, I pray that you would teach us from the youngest to oldest to show our mothers and the women who play motherly roles in our lives the love, honor, and respect that they deserve. Father, I pray also for those who might find it difficult to celebrate today for many different reasons. May you be with them in the morning and wrap your cloak of comfort and joy around them. Father. As a mother, I want to pray on behalf of all of our mothers right now. And you know, Father, the the journey of motherhood has the highest highs and can also have lows. Mm. We deal with a roller coaster of emotions. And Father, I pray that in all of this, you would guide us daily, especially during a time where we are facing challenges and uncertainties. May we lean into your Holy Spirit May we be women that are prayer warriors for our families, for our children. May we be mothers that will be cheerleaders and love our children unconditionally. Father, we need your guiding hand, your spirit constantly with us. We thank you that you lead us. We do not mother alone. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Carla. So as I said, in this time, you know, even though we haven't been able to have services, God's been at work in our community and in the life of the people that make up the Vine Church family. And so here's just a short video testimony about all that God's been doing through the lives of different people. And they're going to come and share in this video about what God's been doing through them, how they felt God talking to them, and just as an encouragement to us in this time. So please enjoy this uh, short video testimony that you're about to see. Hey church, so something God has been reminding me of during this difficult time was words that he spoke to me when I first moved to Hong Kong and that was, 
you have fulfilled your dream, but not your purpose. And he said this to specifically make sure I found my identity in Christ, because up until this point, I had found my identity wrapped up in my aviation career and in my status in that. And I couldn't separate myself from that. And as God worked in my heart, I find myself now holding on to that hope and that peace. My job was made redundant recently and God had prepared us um, in the weeks and months beforehand and also has continued to speak to us um, through his words, through prayers, through church everywhere and also uh, through our friends. Uh, he's reminded me that he is constant amongst these crazy times that we live in. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. During this time, I had an eye operation, the result of which added even greater inconvenience in my life. The surgery was a success, but my vision actually got worse, and it would seem that things would only get progressively better after a few months. You see, things may not always turn instantly better despite our problems being fixed. Likewise, when we submit our worries and problems to God, He may use such a time to speak to us and heal us in the process. As an extreme extrovert, I found the onset of the coronavirus to be really challenging. I normally derive so much energy from meeting with people and not being able to go into the office to see my colleagues or even going to the Vine Church on Sundays to spend time worshiping and um, in the church building with my family and friends on Sundays to be really hard. However, I, realized, I then realized what a gift this time was. I was able to spend a lot more introspective time uh, with myself and be comfortable with it, which was great. And more importantly, I was able to have a lot of unhurried time with God, which has just been amazing. And it brought a lot of healing into my life and my heart. And I feel that the thing that God has really taught me the most is the importance of discipline and spending time in His Word. I think that when all of this started, there were a lot of opportunities to hear from other pastors, to hear from other churches. Um, there were a lot of voices. And through this all, I feel like God has really been showing me how important it is that I am meeting with Him daily. And it's a simple thing, but I have seen Him meet me in my daily devotions as I have really leaned into Him and spent time studying His Word. I know that my future is secure in Him and I know God wants to encourage you church, your future is secure in Him. Listen to what He calls you and speaks over your life. I encourage you church to lean in to Jesus, to lean in in prayers and to lean in to support each other. I hope this encourages you as we continue to find joy in the midst of everything that we are going through because our hope does not depend on our feelings or situations or our own understanding but through our faith and our trust in God. Thank you so much church for those words of encouragement. They've really been encouraging to me as I was listening to them and I hope they were encouragement to you too. Um, we also want to encourage you, continue to encourage you, and just to say also thank you for your giving at this time. We've seen such generosity from our community, from our church family, and we thank you for that. We thank you for your obedience to God and your contribution to 
what he's doing through this church in Hong Kong and around the world. And we want to encourage you to continue in that journey. Um, you'll see a number of ways you can give to the church at this time. They show up QR codes. You can also send us a check and um, different things like that. So do check those out. Vinechurch.life slash giving is where you'll find more information. But on behalf of the church and the leadership, again, thank you for your obedience and your generosity. Um, it's been amazing. Let's see what God does with these resources. I look forward to that as well. And right now, Promise and Jethro and Emma are ready. And so wherever you are, whether you're sitting at home in the living room uh, with your family or if you're on the bus listening to this or the ferry or wherever you are, um, put in a pair of headphones if you need to. But now is really a time for us to worship and connect with God through song. So Promise and his team are going to lead us. Uh, let's step into a time of worship together, church.
this, whatever it is that you're doing in this moment. And let's just quieten our hearts. Let's just sit in the reality of His presence with us. A presence that is not confined to a building or to a church service. A presence that is found in the everydayness of life. A presence that breaks through the disruption and the chaos. A presence that resonates in our hearts in our minds, in our own spirit. A presence that is found right in this moment. And wherever it is that you're engaging in this moment. Father, we welcome you. Father, we ask that you would meet each person where they're at. Lord, we know we carry so many things in this time. Lord, we know that our emotions have been up and down throughout the weeks. Lord, we know that there have been questions that still go perhaps unanswered. Father, we sit in the the reality of the disruption that has been around us, and it's not always comfortable. But your presence, your presence is the rock to us where our feet are planted. Your presence is the peace to us in the storm. 
your presence is the revelation to us when we think there is no way. Your presence is that light in the storm. Your presence is the one thing that never changes. And you are here for each person in this moment. I would encourage you right in this moment, right now, to bring whatever it is that is on your heart before the Lord. He's with you in this time. Whatever prayer is on your heart, whatever thing is resonating for you, just take a moment right now. It's in the quietness of your heart to bring that prayer to the Lord. It might be for a, a family member. It might be for a situation you're facing. It might be for something you're personally going through. His ear is turned towards you. His presence is with you. And so just open your heart to him now and offer that prayer. Father, we're so grateful. Grateful that church is exactly what's happening in this moment. The meeting of hearts with you, the connection that there is with you and with one another. As we've listened, as we've worshipped, as we've prayed together. And Father, we're so, so amazed at a God who's able to break through all the distractions and all the things that are happening around our lives and come and meet us and sit with us and hear us and tenderly care for our hearts. And so we receive you. You might want to pray that right now. Just pray, Lord, I receive you again. I receive you fresh in my home for my family as a mother, as a father. I receive you. I need you. And so, Lord, we welcome you. And, Father, we ask that you now just speak life to us as we open up some thoughts around what it is to engage with you deeply in this time. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to homes, speak to hearts, and enable us to connect richly with you as we go through uh, these moments ahead. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everyone says, Amen. Amen. Well, it's so wonderful to be with you today, to connect with you, and just to have this moment, have this time together to uh, really sit in the presence of the Lord. And, you know, we've been saying with these Church Everywhere experiences that it's not just about being a, like a consumer of something. It's being a participant. It's finding ourselves engaged. And it's so wonderful when we do it live because we can engage all at the same time. And, and that's what we're doing in this moment. And we thought we'd do something a little bit different for um, our time of opening the Word and the message today. And, you know, one of the great things about Church Everywhere everywhere is it's giving us a chance to do things a little differently. And today we thought it would be wonderful to actually um, invite a panel of our pastors here to, to converse around a topic that we think is actually really central to all the things that are happening right now. And it's the topic of how do I grow my spirit? How do I deepen my faith in a time of disruption? And one of the things that we actually believe here at The Vine is that disruption and uncertainty is actually a gift. 
It's actually a, a chance for us to be shaken out of our normal habits and our normal ways and actually reevaluate and rethink about what faith is all about. And, and one of the questions that we've, we've seen coming in time and time again from you guys over the last number of weeks is, how do I actually deepen my relationship with Jesus in this time, uh, in the disruption that's around me? And so that's what we're going to dig into today. And I'm so excited. We've got a bunch of our pastors here. We've got Jess, Oliver, and Jim. And I'm going to invite them in now. Welcome, guys. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much. Great to be here, Andrew. Thanks for being uh, here today. And uh, I know that um, you guys have been kind of thinking and praying and just preparing uh, for us around this topic of growing our faith. And, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to say right up front is that none of us are experts on the topics that we're talking about today. We're not here as a panel to sort of tell you, hey, we're, we're the ones that are the best at this and learn from us. Um, our heart as a panel really is just to really have a conversation together about the things that we've gotten right and maybe some of the things that we've gotten wrong in the last few weeks uh, to maybe open up some of the challenges that we face with you uh, and maybe help you on that next step of what it means for you to deepen your faith in this time. So thanks, guys, for your honesty and for being with us. Um, uh, we're we're going to jump in. And oh, and by the way, uh, we want to uh, address your questions. We want to make this as interactive as possible. We've already seen a bunch of your questions come in, which is great, and we're making a note of those as we go. So if you've got any questions for the panelists uh, in general around this idea of growing our faith in this time, please send them in and we'll make sure we address them over the, uh, the few minutes that we have together today. Um, I'm, I'm going to kick us off, though, with just one question that I think is perhaps central to what we want to talk about. Um, and it's this, that how in this time of disruption, how have we been opened up uh, to perhaps new ways of thinking about our spiritual growth? Because uh, that's what disruption does. It provides for us an opportunity to think that. And, and Jess, I know that... Uh, you actually had to go through the dreaded two-week quarantine at home experience, yes, did, yeah. and, and that actually opened up you to think freshly about your faith. Uh, tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, so like you said, I, I was away when the two-week quarantine was put in place. Um, so I wasn't, not only was I not quarantined at home, I was actually quarantined at my sister's place, so I wasn't even in my own home, in my sleeping in my own bed. Uh, and this had come at the back of a time when uh, my father was actually quite ill, which is why I didn't want to quarantine at home with my parents who I live with. So my whole normal was disrupted. Uh, and, and by the time I was in home quarantine, actually, I was really quite stressed, quite tired, quite mentally really drained. Uh, and if I'm being really honest to start with, I probably wasn't even thinking, how, how do I draw close to God? How do I grow my faith? I was just in survival mode. And I realized I was really quite messy. My brain was quite messy. But I had, you know, times of trouble, it's always an invitation to, to draw close to God. And I realized, you know, I really needed God's strength, God's peace. So I had committed to spending time with God twice a day, morning and evening, but how I would normally connect with God didn't quite work. I could normally just sit down with God and be quite, there was quite, quite a lot of freedom. You know, I'd have my Bible, I'd either just kind of speak with God or read my Bible, meditate on the Bible. But I, I wasn't able to do that because I was so agitated. And so I decided to use two apps, actually, phone apps. One was called Lectio 365. The other one was called Reimagining the Examine. Uh, and Lectio Divina. We're not paid, by the way, to no. mention these apps. Just putting it out there. Not paid to mention the apps, but <laughs> no, go on. Yeah. No. And Lectio Divina is a contemplative way of reading the Bible, and uh, so I would use that at the start of a day, and it would just step by step guide me through. You know, it would literally say, "Now sit down, be still, take a deep breath, just gather your thoughts, 
and invite God into the moment. And I really needed that step-by-step guide to, to yield to God, to really invite his help for the day. And at the end of the day, uh, examine is a type of prayer that, that helps you kind of review the day, to really uh, look for the blessings in the day, to really find uh, joy and grace in what God has done in that day. And again, it was really guided. It helped me through that time. Uh, and that might actually be really helpful for someone who is perhaps new to thinking about spiritual disciplines. Uh, this might be a really good way as well. And I loved one prayer, if I may share. You know, when we think about spiritual growth, it could seem, oh, it's such a big topic. What does that mean? And this this prayer we've been praying quite regularly, it just says, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly day by day. So it's just every day drawing that little bit closer to God. That's brilliant. Jim, I know that you've been on a bit of a journey over the last number of weeks as well as you've kind of been thinking and reflecting around uh, spiritual growth in this time. You want to share a little bit about what, what you've been challenged with? Yeah, I've actually just written a thought piece for The Vine, which I've cheekily titled, Stop Being Such a Baby, Learn to Feed Yourself Spiritually. Because Paul essentially says that to the Corinthians. He says, why are you still on milk? You should be on solid food by now. And I think Paul actually actually imagines that mature Christians should really learn to feed themselves. So I want to ask us all, do we have a delivery approach to our spiritual life? Do we order it all in? Now, of course, there's, there's great ways in which we're fed by others. Sermons, a podcast, there's all sorts of ways we need to be fed by others, and that's valuable. But I think God wants us to learn to also feed ourselves. Can we go to Scripture ourselves? How do, do we know how to handle the raw ingredients, if you like, and make ourselves a good spiritual meal? How's our prayer life? So I want to encourage us to take up those spiritual discipline tools like Jess is talking about. There's great resources and apps out there. Um, let's take up those tools and actually feed ourselves spiritually rather than always look for others to feed us. That's great, Jim. Uh, one of the things I know that we've kind of been talking about uh, just over the last few weeks is um, how this time has actually kind of reimagined the home as a sacred space. Um, and uh, I know if you're, you're watching this, uh, there might be some of you there where it's like, my home is not a sacred space. It's been a nightmare over the last few weeks. And uh, perhaps with the home learning environment and, and all being kind of locked in together in a small space. So we do appreciate that. But I think there's been something quite beautiful about the reality that, you know, uh, we get so used to going to a church building for a spiritual experience. And, you know, I think over the last number of weeks, as much as we've missed gathering here at the Vine, it's reimagined and reawoken the global church to the reality of the home as a sacred space and the fact that God is in our homes, that he invites us to be with him in our homes. And I think that's one thing that um, is a real gift in this time is to discover God's presence even in the places of our ordinary, rather than making God's presence about the extraordinary moment of a Sunday service and actually welcoming God into our everyday ordinary moments. And and that is a a beautiful thing. Now, uh, I wanted to ask also, uh, you know, we we heard about the apps from Jess. What are some other ways that we could perhaps specifically be investing in our relationship with God in this time? What are some of the tools, if you will, that we could be doing that in? 
Yeah, well, I, actually, I think God made us all very different for a reason, but we sometimes forget that. We look at one another and think, oh, I'm supposed to look like you in terms of how I relate to God. We have a narrow notion of what it means to meet with God. We have sometimes, to be honest, a pretty dull um, idea of just sitting in silence with a Bible and, and having to think up things to pray. But I, I think God wants to relate to us, and we can relate to him through our personality, through the way that he's made us. And we are all so different. So I know people who, when they want to connect with God, they'll get out there guitar and they'll they'll compose a song or sing a song um, I know artistic people like Oliver and others who will find something to draw or paint and that's a way they can express themselves to God I write prolifically so I have a journal and a pen in my hand and that's the way that I converse with God so I want to encourage us to actually find the ways that we connect with God it might be in nature it might be in private to be honest it might be in community with a bunch of other people um, how do we connect with God and let's work with our personality rather than against it yeah, I, I think just following on from that one thought I've been having is that there's a lot of things we attach to spiritual growth and to church and uh, that we we have in our mind particular places and ways that that it must happen because that's the only, those are the only ways we've seen it happen or we've seen it done. Um, and I think I just want to also encourage us as something that I've been encouraged in before has been to really reevaluate uh, a lot of those. Um, for example, uh, the area of communion. Um, to what degree do we have to be gathering here at this particular church building to take communion as opposed to with our families or small groups or housemates um, if, you know, if, if you're living with others uh, who are also Christians? Um, you know, the, the kitchen table was the place of communion. The kitchen table was the place of that for the longest time. Or, or prayer. You know, we as a church, I think um, we probably lean generally more towards um, sort of more spontaneous prayer. Um, and yet at the same time, uh, one of the things that's really meant a lot for me in this time uh, when I really don't know how to pray, when I'm really struggling, uh, has been written prayer. And I've got there's some books some websites, again, some resources like what Jess put that that uh, have been a huge gift um, and no less spirit led than if I'm spontaneously praying in my room uh, alone. Uh, and and it, they've they've meant so much uh, to have those and to be able to use those. But I started using that a few years ago. It was a real challenge at first to feel like there wasn't something a bit faithless or like overly traditional about doing this. Um, getting over that was important in order to encounter God uh, in those places. I think that's really good. I, um, what, one of the things that I've been kind of wrestling with is how distracted uh, I get at home. And I think uh, one of the ways that we, I think we can really engage uh, God in fresh ways in this time and in this season is by actually being really judicious and disciplined about limiting our exposure to media or our exposure to social media. Um, and nothing wrong with the news, nothing wrong with being online. But but I think um, we have to think about what are we feeding ourselves with in this time. And I think there's been so much fear and so much anxiety that's been created uh, by uh, just constant updates and news about what's happening with COVID, what's happening around the world. And, um, and again, while it's important for us to be aware, um, I think some of the ways in which I need to connect spiritually has come by kind of just eliminating some of that noise and distraction and, and doing that by quieting my heart, shutting down my social media and my, and my news media feeds a little bit uh, and connecting with God freshly in that way. Mm. Yeah, and Jim, you mentioned community. And even though like during the season we've been 
some of us, you know, we're all kind of more disconnected from big groups. But what I found was actually this has been a great time to a great opportunity to invest in, you know, some key relationships. So uh, just being there for a friend, you know, maybe even just being that safe space for people to talk about how are they experiencing that. This could be a spiritual friend and someone who could even help you just just discern um, where is God in your story? Where is God? What is God doing uh, in your life right now? Those have been really enriching relationships too. I want to uh, pick up on a question that's just come in from from online, and it, it kind of sinks to something that we were talking about earlier. You know, we, we've been talking about how might this time of uncertainty actually be a gift to us? How can we use this time to mature us? And somebody's asked uh, here, how do how do we grow in spiritual dryness when we don't actually feel God's presence with us? Um, so I wonder whether we could talk a little bit around this idea of you know uncertainty being a gift to us and the ways in which um, you know we can mature as believers during this time of what we perceive as uncertainty, but actually might be God's God's gift. And I th- yeah, yeah. I, I I always find it interesting this when we talk about um, you know difficult times, uncertainty, things you know, fear, anxieties as as a gift. Um, I think in one way we, you know, we can say that, but I think we, I do want to just acknowledge that these times, especially right now, but, you know, we've all experienced really deep, um, dark moments in our lives. Um, they are truly horrible times. <laughs> uh, and we don't want to take away from that and yet know that the gift and the grace that's in that, um, and this is how I've come to think of it, is that God is there. Um, it is okay, and I think one of the first things is to be honest about the dryness, the difficulty, or the uncertainty of the times, and to know that it's fine um, to do that because God's got you. <laughs> He's, he is there. Um, we don't always feel him, um, but he is there. And I think one of the ways that uh, I've been challenged, uh, especially at those times when I least feel God is there, um, especially those times where things are really difficult, is in the area of love. And I truly believe that love is our first calling. It is our first challenge as as Christians. It really comes back to that. And it's not just about um, loving God, but we know from the Gospels it's loving God and loving others. And I think one way that we grow um, is by persisting in love and, and asking that question of, am I growing in love? Am I loving well? at this time? Am I loving the people I live with, whether you live with family or housemates, uh, Christian or not Christian, whatever it is, but are you, are we loving well um, in this time? And I think actually it's through, it is through loving others in some of those difficult times that we really feel the spirit move in us and change us and, and grow us. And you might not even feel very triumphant or, you know, like you are growing and, and growing some growth sometimes comes with a, a good bit of pain. And yet uh, I would argue that when we are loving well, even at hard times, we know that there's something right going on, going on in our spirits. And, and, and I'd also want to challenge us and challenge uh, all of us, you know, who are we not loving very well at this time? We are, um, you know, we're, we're in a time and going to enter into a time where a lot of people will, are going to be struggling uh, economies around the world are not going to do very well. It's going to be a recovery period. Uh, jobs have been lost and probably will be lost. And in this season, are we going to look back on this these years or the season in our lives as a time where we double down on protecting ourselves and protecting our assets and ensuring that we you know, took care of our just our own and our households, uh, which is not wrong but will we also look back at it as a time that we learn to love beyond those walls that we learn to practice 
um, hospitality in, in the widest sense that it means, that we learned to be givers as much as we were protectors of, of what we have. Uh, and I think that's, that'll be really important in the days to come, and it's really important now. Yeah, I, I agree with Oliver. I think a time like this actually shows us what we live for. And sometimes that's not a pretty picture. I, just to be very honest, you know, I've been working from home. And, and yet when I reflect on what I'm eating and drinking during the day and my sort of lack of personal discipline, I think, wow, is this the real me? And it is the real me. I think actually the COVID season, the working from home, the social distancing, it's, it's, um, sh it's held up a massive mirror to us and we see the state of our our life, our, our spiritual, emotional, physical health. We see the quality of our relationships. You know, are our family relationships good or, or are we always in conflict with these people? And so it's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a reality check for some of us. Now that should throw us back on God because these are matters of the soul. These are matters of character. These are matters of discipline. This is about what we actually live for. So it is a bit of a gift this time. It's a nasty gift in a way because we see a true picture of ourselves. But that enables us to reassess, what am I actually living for? And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, we've been so just pushed off our normal that often the tendency is that we want to just get back to normal. But, but like you say, it's such an opportunity actually to... To, to see those things perhaps that we would like to change but I've changed also I've also found that I also was able to rediscover actually some of the things actually what would I really want to do you know what do I want to do with my life so were there some passions that um that I wanted to kind of re-engage with and and I found that um really life-giving too yeah one of the questions that came in online uh, actually uh, over the week was around how do we deal with conflict in the family? And uh, I think this is actually a really important question because, you know, when, you, when you've got the reality of, of us all living much more in close proximity with the ones that we love, uh, it has created uh, tensions in the family. Uh, in fact, I was reading an article just this past week that uh, divorce rates are increasing in certain countries at the moment uh, because it's suddenly like everybody's living with everybody 24-7 and it, it's rubbing up against each other and it's those tensions and frictions. Um, I think we've actually done some work around this as a church, uh, I think during the protest movement actually last year, and Ollie, you were involved in that. Can you tell us about some of the resources we have at The Vine uh, to help families that might be struggling in this time? So, yeah, I mean, if, if you've been with us for, you know, longer than just 2020, then you'll probably remember we sent out and put together a bunch of different resources. And uh, I think, again, back to that whole idea of how we loving well, um, we created those um, you know, together with Justin, our pastoral care pastor, um, Karen and some of our uh, members of the Oasis counseling team, um, these resources that we felt we wanted to put out there to help us just have some pointers or tips or skills or just questions to ask that can help us in a number of areas. Uh, I think there was one to do with how do we just support others well? How do we listen and ask questions when others are struggling. And there's also another one to do with having courageous conversations um, where there's conflict, where there's tension. Uh, we easily, uh, especially in households, we easily gravitate towards you know, passive aggressiveness or we feel we can't say something or we, we all kind of deny that there's a problem uh, or we kind of do a combination of all of these or just have explosive arguments. Um, and yet, I just want to encourage us that especially where there's conflict in relationships, um, it's tough and takes courage and takes a good bit of control, but we can conflict well. And actually one of the worst ways to conflict is by running away from all conflict. 
Uh, one of the other questions that came in online, and please, please keep sending your questions in. We want to connect. We want to engage. Uh, but one of the ones that came in uh, during the week was around uh, the idea of, you know, uh, has God got this like one purpose and direction for my life, or or do I get to choose my destiny in life? Do I get to choose what I what I do in life? And I thought, you know, Jim and I, we've had some kind of reflections around this together, and it is one of those most central questions of the Christian faith. You know, is my whole life predestined and laid out for me? And and like, you know, I there's plan A, and if I get off plan A, I'm just doomed. Like, what would you think in terms of, like, just kind of approaching, you know, even in a time of disruption when we do begin to think about our life choices and our destiny and that kind of thing? Yeah, I I think this is a big question for many Christians. Does God have one... um, uh, plan for my life, one path that I, I should be on? Um, I, I, I think yes and no. N- no in that I don't think God has your whole life mapped out. You know, this is ex- this is what you should do occupationally. This is where you should live. I don't think God mapped out life like that. I think he does have one overarching plan, which is that we learn to love him and we learn to love our neighbor. And I actually think the plans and purposes that God unfolds for us come out of that growth in relationship with him. So sometimes when we're wanting to know God's plan, when we're wanting to know our destiny, I think we're asking the wrong question. The question should be, how deeply do I know God? How deeply do I love God? Because that opens up all sorts of plans and possibilities. Now, I do think a time like this, an economic recession, people are losing jobs, it raises, you know, very big questions of discernment. Lord, you led me into this profession. You, you gave me this job. What are you doing now that I've lost it? But I think sometimes in pain, sometimes in suffering, sometimes in loss, we are actually thrown back on God and we have to trust him more deeply. And that brings us back to that central path, if you like, to grow in love for him. So that can actually strengthen and stimulate our faith. It doesn't need to shatter it. Yeah, it's really helpful. Uh, uh, you know, Paul writes in Ephesians 1, doesn't he, that you know, if you want to know what the will of God is, it's that all things on heaven and earth would come under the one person, even Christ. And I think that really does resonate with what you're saying around how Christ is the central point. How well do I know him? How well do I allow him to know me? You know, I, I remember a few years ago, I was, um, this is quite a few years ago now, I was in a bit of a career choice. Do I uh, go and work at the Vine or do I stay working in the investment banking career that I had? And um, I really wrestled with what was the right thing to do for me. And I, I remember thinking at the time that I had that um, traditional thinking of it's like there's a right answer here and I need to get the right answer and it needs to be perfect it's like it's almost like there's 10 doors in front of me and nine of them is shut and one of them is open and I need to find the one door that is open you know I think as Christians we can often have that thinking about faith and I think if we look at God that way like 10 doors in front of me for my future life and nine of them are shut and one's open we're actually thinking of God as the God of the no when actually I think our scriptures invite us to think of God as the God of the yes, that there's 10 doors in front of me. And sure, there might be one or two closed because, you know, if I was to do that, that's a direct sin uh, to the Lord. But there are probably eight doors in front of me that, you know what, all of them would lead to a deeper reflection and life of Christ. And actually, Christ is less concerned with which door I'm opening and maybe more concerned with who I am as I walk through that door. And I think that reality of who we are in Christ, as Jim's just mentioned, is central uh, to 
our purpose and destiny. So I encourage you to think of God as the God of the yes uh, and to think of your relationship with him. Who are you in your character as you step out of this season? And, you know, one of the questions that's just come in is how do we best transition ourselves uh, out of, you know, what we've been all going through into uh, whatever this new normal would look like? And um, I, I just want to throw that open to us. How, how do you think we can best transition uh, back into whatever this new society is going to be like? What was really helpful for me as I came out of home quarantine actually was um, a reminder that God created us uh, relationally, um, emotionally, cognitively, um, physically. And did I say spiritually already? Uh, yeah, and <laughs> spiritually. And I, I thought I was spiritually quite dry, but actually what was going on was emotionally and cognitively I was so drained. And what I needed actually was then to, to really be with the one or two or three people that I could actually to have fun. So for me, knowing that I, I, I gained strength from being with people and to, f to feed myself in the ways that, that would feed me, um, that was really important. So I think if you know how God made you uh, and know what you need and maybe what your family needs right now, even if it's just having a bit of fun, um, I think that, that would, that's really good. Well, I've got one final question for us, and we probably need to kind of draw the time to a close. But, um, you know, we've also been talking together over the last week or so about, like, ways in which we can reflect as we come out of this time. I think that's one of the great sort of transitions that's important is how do we reflect well in this moment? Um, and uh, I think, Ollie, you were, you were thinking, and you've done some work and put a worksheet together, actually, for everybody to help in that process. And so maybe you could share with us a little bit about, like, this reflection that we can do as we emerge. Mm. Um, the the reasoning behind having a worksheet and some reflection um, is that your journey, your spiritual growth, uh, it's not something any of us can prescribe to you. It's not anything that you can just pattern based on looking at our lives. What God is doing in your life and what he's speaking to you is what he's speaking to you. And so uh, I'd actually really encourage you, don't just listen to our talk and then go, you know, oh, Andrew had this great idea and oh, and Jim does this great thing. I mean, if you're inspired by some things you've heard, uh, then then sure, go for it. But um, we put together this uh, little worksheet. Um, there's a bit of a reflection on the idea of our desires. What do we desire fundamentally? Um, but then just a set of reflection questions that I'd encourage you to at least take away for yourself or actually take some time to reflect on and then share your thoughts about those with others, community, family, friends, um, people you live with, random people on the street um, with mask on. <laughs> At the heart of these questions, the intention is that you and we and all of us would reflect on our lives. Um, where have you been challenged lately? What have you found hard? You know, being in quarantine and, and realizing your love of people and the energy that comes from being around them. For me, working from home a lot and realizing that, my gosh, I love quiet. <laughs> I love being back. Um, which, again, is, a, is also a privilege. But... 
where have you been challenged? Also, but what have you also discovered that was life-giving or has helped you get through what may have been a very difficult time? Because in those places, we experience and we encounter the grace of God. And I think usually God has something more to say to you about that. It's not just, whoo, thank goodness we made it through this hard thing. Or, oh, that was nice. All right, thanks, Jesus. And then moving on. But actually, almost always he has more to say about who you are, where you are in your journey. Um, and as Jim said, sometimes it puts a, a, a bit of an unfortunate reflection of yourself in front of you. And, and it does mean we need to reflect on and ask those questions of what do I really desire? What do I really live for? What do I really want? And then to speak to God about it, whatever the answer to those are, I think it's also always important. And I would always remind any of us when we think about our spiritual growth, when we think about our journeys, that you are never abandoned by God. It actually doesn't matter where you feel you are, whether you feel you've got a great or a rough relationship with him. He never abandons you. He never abandons those he loves. And he's always on hand and ready to speak and be listened to. Uh, so I just want to encourage you with that, wherever these reflections take you, know that you do all of it um, covered in the presence and the grace of God. That's beautiful. Any any closing thoughts from, from you, Jim and Jess? Like any, any other thoughts that you wanted to just share before we draw this to a close? Yeah, just very briefly on that question of spiritual dryness, which came up earlier. I, I, I've heard this raised by a few people recently. Um, they wonder whether their relationship with God is still progressing because they don't feel God. I just want to say a mature relationship with God is one where we actually move beyond needing to feel him. I think there is a faithfulness and an obedience about the Christian life that involves um, learning to walk with God regardless of whether we feel his presence. And I think God actually honors that. So I just want to encourage those of you who feel dry in your spiritual times continue to meet with God because he may actually be maturing you past that point where you need to feel him every time you come to him yeah I'm reminded of Psalm 46 where it says uh, God is our strength and refuge a very present help in times of trouble and exactly you know there are times when I don't feel like spending time with God and I don't feel him but gradually over time you know God is faithful and he proves himself to us that he is there and he's close to us I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time today to be here, to, to think and reflect around some of these questions, for engaging with uh, the church in this way. It really means a lot. And I know that uh, a lot of what we shared today uh, are just our ways of expressing it. But as Ollie said, we're, our prayer and hope is that it inspires you in your journey. And do check out that worksheet that's been put together uh, and take a look at that. Have a look at Jim's large letter, the article that he's written. And we pray that these resources will be a blessing to you guys this week. And I want to pray for us as we just uh, kind of draw this time uh, together to a close. Um, so let me pray. Father, we thank you for these uh, spiritual disciplines that you've put in our lives for this time of disruption, which can be a gift to us to uh, reevaluate and think about our faith differently and freshly. And and so, Lord, we just thank you that we've had this opportunity to do this today, to converse a little bit around what it is to engage in you, to deepen our relationship with you in this time. And I want to pray, Lord, uh, just an anointing over each person as they look at that worksheet, as they work through those reflection questions, that, Lord, you would be a speaking God. You are a speaking God, and that you would speak into each person's life, uh, challenge them where they're at, help us all to un uncover this idea of a God of the yes, uh, and may we fall more and more in love of you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
you know, we want to, that was great and just yeah. a fantastic way of hearing some insight from uh, the pastoral team. And we hope that you were encouraged by that. You know, it's been great to gather here live in the auditorium. Um, unfortunately, as you know, we're unable to meet um, in the building next week, but we are going to be back here church everywhere live yes so we hope to see you next week when we're back and of course andrew will come and he will bring a special message we also just want to remind you to join us for our church-wide prayer on wednesday we hope you can come along don't forget to go to vinechurch.life can't remember where i was yeah, going there vinechurch.life is right <laughs> yes <laughs> and of course all of our mothers out there very very special day to you as well Yes, that's right. Yeah, thank you again to our panelists. You know, one of the things I was really um, encouraged and challenged by was Jim's, in, Jim's uh, call to us to grow um, mature spiritually, you know, not rely so much on other people and other things, but find that time and space. So I hope you are able to do that this week. And maybe, you know, they'll find some time, watch this video back and draw out some of the key points. I also encourage you to engage with the worksheet that um, Ollie's prepared. I think that'll be a, a good resource for us to lean on throughout the week. But yeah, it's been so great to be with everybody um, this Sunday live. And like Carla said, we'll be back again next week live. And so until then, um, stay safe, stay healthy, and hope to see everybody again soon. Next week. Yes, Bye. next week. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye.